Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my good buddy, the godfather of lending, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Polly, how are you doing today? Uh, we had a good week this week, so I'm doing great. I think we did over $140 million worth of apartment loans. So it was a good week. So just, we appreciate just, that, it. Uh, that's just a little bit of loans. A little bit. Yeah, it's not, not, not too bad. But uh, JC, how's your, how's your week going? Oh, everything is good, Paulie. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about today's subject. Um, today, we're going to talk about how to buy multifamily real estate using a self-directed IRA. And I think, you know, really where this, this comes from is, you know, just like a lot of other people, I had a long uh, career uh, in a corporate job. Um, and I was a, a good guy that always, you know, saved my money. And I invested, you know, in the corporate sponsored 401k plan that we had, which had matching. Yep. And so, you know, just like everybody else, I put my money in, in stocks and bonds because that's pretty much what's available uh, to, a, to a 401k sponsored uh, 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 entity. And so I remember going to a real estate networking event uh, many, many years back. And I sat down and I listened to a guy talk about the idea of a self-directed IRA. And the concept was pretty simple. You can basically take your retirement funds and you can invest them in, uh, in alternative assets other than your traditional stocks and bonds. And my mind was blown because I really never knew that that existed until that point in time. And alternative assets includes real estate. And I was always a big real estate guy. And so when I learned that, uh, a light bulb went off. And today I want to share with the viewers uh, some information on how self-directed IRAs work, because I think that that's a subject that would be uh, very important for a lot of people out there that may or may not know about how this works. So, you know, today I want to introduce uh, to the show, uh, Mr. Chris Orr of the Pensco Trust Company. Chris, welcome to the show and thanks for joining so much. Hey, JC. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. That's great. No well, problem, Chris. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. You know, I want to give all the viewers out there a quick snapshot on Chris's uh, resume here because I think it has a lot of relevance to self-directed IRAs. He's been with Pensco for 11 years on the institutional sales side of the company. And so he works with high net worth clients, um, advisors, and asset sponsors, and helps to put these clients' money into these alternative assets through self-directed IRAs. He also has a self-directed IRA professional designation through the Retirement Industry Trust Association. So very long-winded way of saying that this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to self-directed IRAs. So Chris, thanks a lot for joining once again, and, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to talk about self-directed IRAs. Obviously, this is what I do every day, and for us, awareness is key. Uh, like you said earlier, most people don't understand that uh, you can put your qualified dollars to, to good use and alternatives. So uh, happy, happy to spread the good word. So before you get started, let's push out a disclosure on behalf of Pensco. Oh, the disclosures. Here they come. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, let me just get through this really quick. The information I'm covering for is for educational purposes only and is not intended as and may not be relied upon as tax, legal, investment, or other advice. 
Pensco Trust Company performs the duties of an independent custodian of assets for self-directed individual and business retirement accounts and does not provide investment advice, sell investments, or offer any tax or legal advice. Clients or potential clients are advised to perform their own due diligence in choosing any investment opportunity, as well as selecting any professional to assist them with any investment opportunity. Alternative investments are not FDIC insured and are subject to risks, including loss of principal, Pensco is not affiliated with any financial professional, investment sponsor, or investment tax or legal advisor. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. Well, now that we got that out of the way, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about Pensco? Because, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that, that do self-directed IRAs. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about what the goodness of Pensco is and, uh, and give you a chance to talk about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. So like you said, I've been with the company for 11 years now, and uh, it's actually our 30th year anniversary this year. So we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we've got about, you know, give or take $14 billion under custody, 48,000 clients, about 43,000 unique alternative assets, and we work with over 6,000 independent financial professionals on our platform. Um, so there's a lot going on there. And there are, you know, a handful of self-directed custodians out there. We really pride ourselves on our service and delivering that gold standard uh, to the people we work with and the sponsors we work with just to make sure that uh, they really have that good experience uh, while they're doing something a little different maybe for the first time. So we definitely pride ourselves on our service. Well, that's great. Well, let's get right to it. What is a self-directed IRA, Chris, in, in, your, in your understanding? Yeah, so you want to think about a self-directed IRA the same way you think of any IRA. Uh, and by that, I mean we offer traditional Roth, SEPs, Solo Ks, which are essentially a 401k. Uh, the difference is this is an account that's completely directed by the point end client. So they're making all their own investment decisions. Pensco is not a fiduciary. We're not a broker dealer, which allows us to actually custody these alternative assets that other financial professionals uh, are deemed maybe a little too risky uh, for someone with a fiduciary responsibility uh, per the SEC and the Department of Labor. So since we're not actually giving any advice and we're just acting as custodian and helping people do what they want to do, uh, we're allowed to hold these types of assets. So everything from real estate to private equity to notes, uh, pretty much if it can be held in an IRA, uh, we've held it throughout our 30-year history. How much money do you think is in self-directed IRAs? Well, I know there's a couple trillion dollars in IRAs wow. and qualified dollars in general, and only about 6% of that, I believe, is in self-directed IRAs. So there's a lot of capital out there, the majority of it being in the market, uh, and there's, you know, 6% of that money is actually being used uh, through self-directed IRAs uh, to invest in these alternatives. So there's a lot of capital out there that could be used to do something a little different or, or do something that those investors know a little well or a little more well than maybe they know the market. Now, Chris, you know, for our viewers out there that are out there and they've got a job and they're contributing to their 401k, let's say right now, um, can they take those, those, those funds and, and do a self-directed IRA right off the bat? Or is there something that has to happen before they can work with you? Yeah. I mean, so you can open up a self-directed IRA and do your normal contributions if that's what you want to do. For the most part, uh, we see clients move money over from an existing qualified account. So either they have a, an IRA somewhere else, maybe they have an old 401k from a previous employer. Uh, those can be rolled over to an IRA here. 
Uh, for most active employees with 401ks, that company is not going to let that money leave. But if you do have an old 401k or you have an IRA somewhere else, that can absolutely be moved over uh, and put to work with us. Yeah, so that's really key, guys. So out there, you know, if you if you are an existing uh, em, em, employee at a company, you're not going to be able to take that existing 401k and roll it over. But if you've got 401ks from previous companies, uh, or if you leave the company you're at now, then you absolutely can take those funds and roll it over into a self-directed IRA, correct? That's right. And that's usually what we see the most. Um, for the most part, these people are making these alternative investments uh, it's going to be probably a little bit more than the $5,500 they can contribute on a yearly basis. Uh, so for the most part, our accounts get funded by doing transfers from existing IRAs or moving over those old 401ks. So what are some of the, yeah, what are some of the things that you have to make sure of that does, doesn't violate any IRS rules? Sure. So there are, uh, like everything in, in the investment world and in the qualified dollar world, there are IRS rules. Um, and the big ones are disqualified parties and prohibited transactions. And uh, if anyone's having trouble sleeping tonight, the, the IRS publication that we follow is 4975, and that really breaks it all down. And we won't get into all that detail. I'll write that down, 4975, perfect. Yeah, but, you know, basically it's prohibited transactions and disqualified parties. And just to give you an example of that, uh, you as, an, as a natural person are disqualified from your IRA. So you can't buy your home from yourself with your IRA dollars. That's called self-dealing. It's a classic prohibited transaction. It's probably the one that people first think of and try to do the most. Uh, you can't give yourself a loan. You can't buy your parents' house. Um, you can't buy a rental in Tahoe and use it half the year and rent it the other half. Uh, so you, you, can't, you can't interact with yourself. That's you are disqualified to your IRA. But what can you do? What can you do? Yes. Yeah. So anything that is an investment is absolutely allowed. So you can buy an investment property. You could buy a piece of multifamily property. You could buy a rental somewhere. That's all completely doable. Uh, you can invest through a multitude of vehicles. Uh, you can own property outright. You can go through a syndication like an LLC or an LP. Um, you can invest in private equity or secured notes. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to skin that cat. So as, as long as it's purely an investment vehicle, then it's okay. Um, there are certain asset classes that the IRS says you can't do through the IRA. Uh, these are going to be things like art, collectibles, uh, life insurance, stuff like that. But pretty much everything else, as long as you're not interacting with a disqualified party, is, is pretty good to go. Now, let's say that you are putting together a syndication and you are an active investor and you're going to be the managing member of that LLC that's going to be doing that deal. And you want to take your own self-directed IRA funds and put it into that project. Is there any issues you're going to run into right there? Is that, is that allowable, first of all? Yeah, it is allowable, but there are, there are rules around that. And uh, essentially, if you own 50% or more of that vehicle or of that syndication, and that 50% includes the other disqualified parties to you. So think about your kids, your parents, your wife. If that allocated amount is 50% or, or more, then you can't use your IRA to invest in that. Now, if you own a, a minority stake in it and you want your IRA to own a minority stake as well, that can be done. Uh, occasionally, depending on your position with the syndication, you know, the custodian may require a side letter uh, that just says you understand what's going on and, and you're not paying yourself a salary with your IRA dollars, something like that. 
Uh, but yeah, it can be done. Uh, you just got to do a little bit more homework in that regard, but it's absolutely something that you can do. But you cannot sign on behalf of the partnership on a, a recourse loan or even maybe even a non-recourse loan invest in, in, in part of the partnership. Uh, as the IRA? No. Yeah, right. Right. And so, yeah, if, again, if you're going to, if you had an LLC and you and your wife own 5% of it each and you wanted your IRA to own an additional 3%, that wouldn't be a problem. Now, if you and your wife each own 25%, you wouldn't be able to do it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, you know, Chris, what are some of the high level advantages to using a self-directed IRA to invest in real estate, right? Yeah, you want to think about it uh, just like the normal IRA works. And again, this is a normal IRA. You're just directing where the investments are going. So the main purpose of, of the IRA and the main advantage is that tax deferral and or the potential tax-free benefits of having a Roth, depending on if you have a Roth or a traditional. Um, and so that is the big thing. We all know that the IRA is uh, what you're going to use to retire later, you know, mixed with your 401k and maybe some other savings. And, and this is the way for you to defer those long-term taxes and or maybe get away without paying any taxes at all, depending on how you have that account set up. So definitely the tax advantage of having qualified dollars, you know, whether it be in the market or whether it be in alternatives, that's the big advantage of using one of these accounts. So now let, let's say that you are going to use your self-directed IRA for a piece of real estate. And let's say that you want to leverage up and get a loan on the property. Or let's say that you're participating uh, in a syndication where there is going to be a loan on the property. Can you talk a little bit about UBIT, UBIT, and sort of what that means to the self-directed uh, IRA investors and what they should be aware of with that? Yeah, absolutely. Unrelated business income tax is something that does occur uh, in the real estate world. It definitely occurs if you have leverage on the property, just like you mentioned. Uh, you know, the, the 11 years I've been here, uh, UBIT has always been treated kind of as the boogeyman by clients. Uh, it's kind of a scary thing. And I think mostly it's just because people aren't really aware exactly uh, of how it works. So as long as you're aware that there's going to be UBIT, and you're comfortable with that and the investment makes enough sense that you're willing to pay that margin of tax out of the account, it's not a big deal. So if you think about it from an investor's point of view, they're going to invest in an LLC that has leverage in real estate. That managing member is going to let that investor know what their UBIT tax is based on the percentage of their ownership of that syndication. The client's going to then let Pensco know what that tax bill is and Pensco is going to cut that check directly to the IRS uh, out of the IRA. And so it's really not that big a deal so long as you're aware of it and you're prepared for it. So that makes a lot of sense. So I mean, if you're, if you're generating positive income on the property and there's positive cash flow and there's positive distributions to the, the, uh, the person that has a self-directed IRA, then obviously those should be more than enough to cover uh, those taxes plus some additional amount, uh, you know, to come into your S self direct, correct? Right. And this is why, you know, you always have to do your due diligence as an investor and you got to think a little more long term. And if the numbers make sense and you're going to have that positive cash flow and you can anticipate what your percentage ownership is, then it should be fine. Uh, but again, this is going to be on each individual client or investor, as it always is, to make sure you're doing your due diligence and understand what you're getting into. Uh, but yeah, as long as you're aware and you've set your expectations correctly, uh, you can be dealt with fairly easily and it, it's not quite the boogeyman everyone thinks it is. 
All right, some great information, Chris. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way of them trying to reach you? Yeah, I would say email me directly. Uh, my email is Christopher.or, that's O-R-R, at Pensco.com. Uh, Christopher is spelled traditionally. Pensco is P-E-N-S-C-O. Uh, that, that, that's my email. I'll, I'll reply right away, or I'll make sure to get you to the right team, depending on what your question is. Oh, that's, that's great. great. Well, we appreciate you spending some time with us. JC, how's business for you? And uh, we still investing these days? Business is good. You know, Paulie, as I always say, uh, slow and steady wins the race. And uh, I think that there's still opportunity out there in the multifamily space, but certainly uh, they're fewer and further between. So you just really got to do a good job of sort of beating, uh, pounding the ground and looking for those opportunities. But they, they are out there. So you got you to you keep looking. If somebody wanted to get some more information about what you do, JC, what's the best way? Well, you know, if anybody wants to get out there, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. You know, multifamily property groups been around for 12 plus years. We've been through the recession. A lot of people that are doing deals haven't. We have. Uh, and so we've been very successful over those 12 years. And we are always willing to sit down and talk with people for a few minutes to talk about how we can help them out and answer any questions as, as it relates to multifamily investing. So if you want to get a hold of us, go to the multifamilypropertygroup.com, multifamilypropertygroup.com. And you can go to the contact us section of our website and you can set up a free 50 minute consultation with one of the principals, uh, myself or, or others at the company. And we'd be happy to talk about how we might be able to help you out if you so desire and so need it. Polly, what do you got going on your side? So don't forget October 24th, 25th, find a way to get to Dallas, the 2019 Old Capital Multifamily Conference. That is going to be the conference of the year. Uh, we rented out the entire House of Blues in Dallas. Uh, as you can remember, we've we had 700 people uh, last year. I think we're, we're expecting 700 to 750 this year. It's going to be a fantastic event. Our keynote speaker this year is going to be Coach Lou Holtz. Coach Lou Holtz will be there. Go to the oldcapitalpodcast.com website and get yourself reserved tickets. Come see us in Texas, a great opportunity to network and meet uh, future business partners in Texas. I love it. I will be there. That is a great event and one surely not to be missed. There is, is going to be a lot of people there that do real deals. So if that's what you're looking for, that's what you're going to get. Um, Polly, Chris, thanks so much for joining. We, ha we had a good time today and we are signing out. Thanks a lot for joining.